One of my favorite things to do every month is review the plans submitted by the Move Forward Mastermind members. Whether it's the plan for the upcoming month or the plan for a major product launch, the characteristics of a good plan are all the same. In episode 68 of Just One Simple Thing, I'm letting you inside my head to learn the four things I look for when reviewing a plan. Be careful, it's a little scary in there. Hey friend, welcome to Just One Simple Thing, the podcast where we find the intersection of practical solutions, biblical truth, and creativity as you lead in ministry and business. In order to make an impact, you have to take action even when you aren't 100% sure what God is up to. If you're tired of trying all the things and ready to do a new thing, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Krista Hutchins, a project manager, coach, wife, mom, encourager, and friend. In each episode, we tackle a specific issue keeping you stuck as you chase after your God dream and give you just one simple thing to help bring clarity to your swirl of creative ideas. Now, let's go solve a problem. Hey friends, well, here we are at the middle of the year. In the last episode, we talked about doing your quarterly or mid-year review and finding your focus areas for the rest of the year. Once you know where to focus, then you can update your plan. I love reviewing the plans that other people make. For me, a plan is just like a giant puzzle, and if any of the pieces are out of place, I can spot them right away. So if you've made a plan for the rest of the year, or you're making one for a big project or goal, I want to share with you the four things I'd look for if I was reviewing your plan. Number one, is there alignment between your goals and your plan? This is the number one mistake I see with plans, and it's really so surprising to me. I'm not sure why there's such a disconnect here, but when I point it out, it's like a giant light bulb moment. I've seen people list a goal like book three new clients. But then there's not one single thing on their plan that's specifically aimed at finding and booking new clients. If booking clients is a goal, then the plan should have things like reaching out for discovery calls or coffee chats, highlighting your offer on social media, or sharing client testimonials. If your plan is not full of activities that specifically support your goals, then either you have the wrong goals or the wrong plan. Number two, is everything in the right sequence? Hello, horse. Let me put this cart right here in front of you. When we have a great idea or are really excited about doing something, we often jump right into doing the thing without taking the time to do some of the foundational work. I know, I know, writing value statements and laying out a structure for your big idea is not nearly as fun as creating all the pretty graphics and writing the fancy words. Well, for me, laying out the structure is 10 times more fun than creating graphics. I'm kind of weird that way. The point is that you need the foundation and the structure before you can start building the amazing house. If you miss that step, your house will fall down and you'll just have to start over. So be sure your plan includes completing those beginning pieces that are going to support the more fun work down the road. Number three. Have you allowed enough time for the tasks on your plan 
and left enough white space to handle the unexpected. Because you can absolutely expect the unexpected to happen. This is one thing I love about the planning six-pack. There's a defined block of space for each time period, and each block only has four checkboxes. Now, I know that each item you put next to a checkbox is not going to take the same amount of time. Creating a new email sequence is going to take a lot longer than scheduling an appointment with your accountant. But I found that it generally all averages out, and having three to five things to focus on in any given time period is about right. So when I see a plan that's added extra checkboxes between the lines and filled up all the space in the block, that's a red flag. We need to spread some of those things out in the plan and leave some margin for the unexpected. Actually, it's not even just for the unexpected. You and I both know that the tasks we have planned are going to take twice as long as we think they are, so we got to leave space for that. And number four, finally, do you have the resources you need to complete the plan? Is there a new skill you need to learn, a support person to do some of the work, time and capacity to complete your task? Just like in the previous question, everything will be twice as hard, take twice as long, and cost twice as much as you think it will, especially if you're new to creating detailed plans like this. In fact, this is one of the reasons that people abandon their plan because they didn't allocate the right resources, so they get frustrated with the slower-than-expected progress, and then they give up. Once you've been through the process of planning a time or two, you get better at planning, so stick with it. Even if you have to stretch out the timeline, you're gaining valuable information that's going to help you make a better plan next time. Okay, so those are the four things I look at when I'm evaluating a plan. Let's review real quick. Is there alignment between your goals and your plan? Is everything in the right sequence? Have you allowed enough time for the task on your plan and enough white space to handle the unexpected? And do you have the resources you need to complete the plan? I recently stumbled across the message version of Jeremiah 2911. It says, I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. Normally, when we're quoting that verse, it starts out, I know the plans I have for you. But for some reason, having it all planned out sounds a little more concrete to me than just knowing the plans. It boosts my faith in God just a little bit more when I imagine him with a giant planning six-pack with all his plans for me laid out. Let that inspire us as we create our own plans. They're much more effective when we get them out of our heads and onto a planner page, a Trello board, or even just a piece of paper. We may have to rearrange a little as things develop, and God will probably take us on some detours, but the future we hope for quite possibly starts with a plan. For your one simple action step, I've created a plan review checklist you can use to evaluate your upcoming plan. Head over to my free Facebook group, Plan and Pray with Do a New Thing, to grab your copy and run through the checklist once you've completed your next plan. I'd love to hear what you learned or adjusted after using the checklist. So give me a shout on Facebook or Instagram at Do a New Thing. If this episode gave you something new to think about, would you please share it with a friend or leave an honest review? 
I'm on a mission to serve God's girls through project management and accountability, and I'd love your help to connect with faith-filled women who need that kind of support. And if that describes you, reach out and let's talk about how we can work together. Oh, and one more thing I have for you in the show notes. I mentioned the planning six-pack several times in this episode. That is my signature planning tool that I use with all of my clients and mastermind members. You can get the planning six-pack as part of the Build a Better Week toolkit. This is a simple PDF that will teach you my entire planning method. I'll drop a link to the toolkit in the show notes. Before we run off, let's do a little check-in. Here we are near the end of another month. Did it get away from you again with little progress on your goals and plans? Do you need help figuring out where to focus, but you aren't ready to invest in one-on-one coaching? Then I have just the thing for you, the most cost-effective way to get the benefits of expert input on your goals and plans. With a move forward review, you can submit your plans for the month. I'll take a look and make sure your plan is aligned with your goals, that it's doable, and that it's structured in a sequence that makes sense. Then I'll email you my feedback along with resource recommendations for areas where you may be stuck, and perhaps a little tough grace if you need it, just like I give in my one-on-one coaching calls. Y'all, I'm just being honest here. This is the biggest bang for the buck of all my products and services. If you've ever wanted an affordable and time-efficient way to benefit from my project management experience, this is it. You can get all the details at the link in the show notes. And remember, clarity comes from action, and action can be just one simple thing.